Yo, sup guys, what's going on? How's everyone doing? Really excited to be doing today's uh, podcast. I'm totally, I'm so smashed and tired. Actually, I'm not really smashed and tired. I'm just a bit, um, just feeling a bit achy. Um, watched Justice League yesterday, came home late, didn't sleep uh, early, and so I'm kind of just feeling all over the place. Plus, I'm really hungry, so I'm kind of, I'm a little bit moody, I guess, because I'm like really, really hungry. Um... Overall, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm actually over the moon because flipping, like, I stopped eating popcorn, um, which has really helped me in actually, feel, it's actually helped me in gaining better health. I used to eat popcorn all the time, and then I used to wake up the next morning feeling shattered and tired. So yesterday when I went to watch Justice League, I basically, I didn't buy any popcorn. I just bought uh, nachos of jalapenos, uh, got some salsa. And some, I believe, was it garlic sauce? I can't remember what sauce it was. Um, but overall, literally, um, I woke up today feeling very, very light. And I had no stomach pains or anything. So I'm feeling much uh, better. If you guys literally want to see my full um, full review of the of Justice League, feel free to click literally the link in my bio. Um, I guess... If you guys are watching this, uh, watching, if you guys are hearing me right now, basically on SoundCloud, the link will literally be on the SoundCloud description bar. If you guys are, view, are listening to me on iTunes, I guess I, you can't add a link to iTunes. So you guys are going to have to go to my YouTube page, which is Two British Nerds of a Z. Um, go to the Nerd Sessions um, and it'll be the first video up there. Or I think it will automatically, when you go to my page, the newest videos will come up anyway. So you guys can literally... Um, watch the video but I thought I'd give you literally just a quick um a quick a quick breakdown of the um of the movie um a little snippet of the movie um a little quick spoiler sorry spoiler for review um the movie was very cool fun humorous it lacked um it had comedy um I enjoyed actually the tone the humor the fun element of it it's like dc really really uh, warner brothers really this time pushed a comic book movie which essentially is what all the fans wanted to see um overall the storyline in my potential was very very weak the plot line was all over the place the execution was shaky the movie was rushed um, um it was rushed everything they that happened in the movie happened at too fast of a it happened too fast uh which kind of kind of lost a sub kind of made the substance of the movie kind of deteriorate uh, a little bit because it was just it was too fast um loved superman from seeing literally the movie now it's you know um superman has been redeemed in my eyes um 100 times better than a lot 100 times better than the last two superman movies sorry uh batman versus superman and of course uh man is still so now when i see man is still too uh when it comes out um i have hope that essentially um, it will be Superman will, will be in this will be literally in the state that he was supposed to be, and um, literally not the state that we pretty much saw him in in the last two uh, movies. Aquaman was cool. The Flash was oh, was cool. Um, I kept, there. I guess what I said previously was like the issues I had with the movie. Um, it had too much comedy. I liked um, too much cheesiness. Um, it was it was overdose of comedy to. Um, to the extreme of where you kind of just said, okay, that's a bit too much now. There was times when I was watching the movie and I felt like, um, you know, um, I kind of like forgot I was watching the movie because I was so, so I was like, uh, is this really happening? 
Um, but overall for me, the, what, what let the movie down completely was the fact of it was being rushed and storytelling. Um, what separates Marvel and DC when you take away the special effects and everything else, the blockbuster characters and all um, blockbuster um, cast members and everything, you know, you put it to one side. For me, Marvel not had to tell stories a hundred times better than DC. Saying that forward, Marvel produced better movies than DC. DC produced better animes than Marvel. And literally, DC, I know, you know, they, you know, they're paving the way for literally, um, are paving the way for their TV shows. Marvel are playing catch up. I think, did I say Marvel produced? No. Let me just say this again because I think I probably forgot. I think I didn't say it. Um, DC produced better animes than Marvel. But when you take the movies aside, you know, really and truly, I love Marvel and DC. I love the DC comics. Like I've always said, I'm, um, I'm, I'm a fan of Batman, Detective Comics, Swamp Thing, Animal Man. I love Vertigo, um, Harley Quinn. I really enjoy some aspects of the Superman comics, but not all of them because I find them sometimes being a bit boring. But overall, I have love and respect for both of these big boy comic book uh, distributors. It's a shame that when we come to the movies that DC are still lacking their vision. It's not nothing to do with DC. It's the fact that it's Warner Brothers that are making it hard for this universe to actually be great. Um, you know, DC have no studios whatsoever to produce their movies, unlike Disney who own Marvel, who own Pixar, who own Lucas movies, which is Star Wars, they have their own, you know, Marvel Studios. One thing that was a bit shaky about the Justice League movie was essentially was like, um, uh, what do you call it, man, was the fact the CGI was a bit too much, it was too much CGI, and you could tell the way the CGI was shot sometimes, it was like from two different companies that did, did the CGI for them, I don't know, it was like, it was like kind of like all, all over the place, but... If you guys want to see the full review of basically of um, Justice League, the video review of me and my friend, it was like it's a 17-minute review. It's pretty cool, pretty fun. Goes in really into, I guess, more in-depth um, topics that we discussed regarding the movie. Then please um, just go to Two British Nerds, check out the latest video, click like, click like, subscribe, and let me know what you guys literally thought of um, the the video. Um, I'm really excited to be doing this this flipping podcast because I have two comic books essentially. Well, just um, a, a couple of comic books that essentially I want to review and I haven't done a review in such a long time. But the reason I actually want to do um, this review is basically um, it's because you know it's these two comic books really do change elements within the Marvel comic book um, within the the Marvel comic book scene which has really really uh in my eyes it's it's been like uh a twist and it's been a very very twisted uh run that, that didn't make any sense you know i'm trying to speak a multitask but i can't i'm trying to find the name of this character that i want to speak about uh where is he see what i love about doing audio podcasts is i don't do any edits like i don't edit the podcast i just literally just um I literally just there we go. Found it. The rough of the Mangog. That's it. Right. So, with that being said, guys, literally the first book I'm literally gonna um, review, and it's very, very cool. Um, you know, it's part of the Marvel legacy. The death of the Mighty Four. Um, the might. The death of the Mighty Four, written by the man himself, Jason Aaron. Um, it's really, really like cool. Um, this actually for me, this is the first time I've really enjoyed reading um, this current Thor. Arc with Jane Foster has been for um, essentially 
this book has is it's chaos bloodshed it's intense it's subtle from beginning to end um i love the way it's written i love the artwork the detail the tone of um the tone of the color gradients that really give you that that oomph that like this is a really really dark uh movie like sorry dark movie it's like a really dark comic book so essentially um this is this is actually uh legacy sorry marvel legacy the mighty Thor, the death of the mighty thor and literally this is um part i believe this is part no i thought it's part one it's not it doesn't say anything it just says i'm pretty sure the last one said part one anyways so the wrath of the mangog so this the mangog essentially is a beast that this hates um and really has um a, a basically a hate for the gods so essentially um what happened was there was a race of people and i forget literally um i'm trying to find the name because i totally it's totally forgot um okay where is it the venerable no it's essentially it was basically i believe the race was called um the magog right and they had a a basically a difference with Odin, Thor's dad, and what Odin did, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, guys. I'm just literally just flicking through what the comic book says. So, um, basically, Odin got they did something to Odin, and Odin literally killed all of them off. And at, at from that death, that hatred, that you know, that just stigma of just death, literally, the uh, Mangog came literally comes to life and he basically incorporates all of the people's hurt feelings like all of the death that's manifest into this beast that literally comes back he comes once in a while to try and kill all the gods and essentially what happens is he always gets defeated but but every time he comes back he comes back stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger so this 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 episode, this issue, you know, really, I'm gonna spoil it because the book's been out for I believe a week now. So essentially, like he comes to fight the the war, the war Thor, and they have such a brutal fight, such a disgusting, mutilated fight that this beast actually breaks his hammer, and literally um, breaks his hammer, and literally pretty much uh, leaves this Thor in ruins, broken arm, ribs, destroys him. And um, leaves him rotting to death. And then Malekith comes in and literally just um, hits the... F- basically um, puts a sword through this Thor's hand. So it's essentially this Thor is holding from a cliff. And they're, they're in fighting space, right? So well, the fight between him and Magog was essentially um, in, like, in this little remote island in outer space. So... This Thor now is essentially holding his hand. Malachi comes up to him, puts his hand, puts the, the sword through his hand, and literally he just, um, he, he looks like he's dead. He dies and he just wanders into um, space. Um, while, while, no one, while no one in Asgard knows this beast is coming, he is coming, so the next issue he's going to come and cause a lot of war and destruction. He hates Odin hates Thor so it's going to be like a a brutal fight to the a brutal fight uh to the death man but I'm just saying that I just love this whole book man the way Jason Aaron has written this book it's very very gory 
uh, it's just so cool to actually pick up a Thor comic and find this much intensity, um, this much bloodshed, this much um, drama. It's very, very subtle. It's very, very interesting. I think at the end of this, we're going to pretty much see the death of Jane Foster, and we're going to be, and we're going to pretty much resurrect the man himself, Thor Odinson, literally with um, Thor's, with actually him having Thor's hammer. It's funny, like in the comic books, he has no hammer and he's unworthy, but in the movies, and as you've seen, Thor Ragnarok, he is worthy with no hammer, but he has to, he has the power of Thor. Um, I really, I really enjoy the fact that in that movie they basically Odin said that your power doesn't come from your hammer it comes from your it comes from within you you've always had it so the hammer just condenses his energy so it was just pretty pretty cool so I really re love this book man it was amazing um literally the next book um the um the next book um is is part of Marvel Legacy's renumbering so I'm it was really I really really enjoyed picking up this book and reading it just now um this is marvel legacy um source of supreme part one doctor strange and um essentially what happens is to what happens this what happens is um from reading it and i think they'll probably give you more of a backstory to this in later issues is that doctor strange has a, has a tournament um a duel with um loki strange loses and he basically gives up the mantle of source of supreme you know to Loki so now Loki basically is in the Santum I can't even pronounce it in Doctor Strange's house and um basically he becomes the new um the new the new protector in that the new protector in magic basically in New York within basically um that area you know so he's a new um source of supreme the thing is everyone all the heroes all all of the strangers Strange Doctor Strange is basically friends, magicians, you know, people like Wanda, Scarlet Witch, you know, they're like, hold on a second, are you for real? Are you just doing this for a joke? What we know, what's your plans? You're the god of mischief. You do have you have no good intention in literally helping others. What are you up to? So it's a very, very strange scenario where you have Loki, the the god of mischief, actually taking up the, the mantle of source of source of supreme. What makes sense is Loki deals in magic, but we all know of Loki, his end game is impossible to figure out because you never know what he really you never know what he really wants even though he says in the book to jane foster thor that she said you know i'm taking you back with me and he's like no he goes i'm here to help the people and she's like really so it's very strange like that. very strange very dr strange you know to actually um see loki in this mantle it's gonna be interesting to see what he does you know what new friends he encounters is he gonna get an apprentice um, you know, what's going to happen to Loki and will we ever see Doctor Strange? Yes, we will see because we get to see that actually, because I'm thinking, hold on a second, so where's Doctor Strange? Where is he? Um, so you find out that Doctor Strange essentially goes back to being um, a, literally a doctor and um, he, it's like he's feeling sorry for himself that he's lost. It's, you look at him, he looks completely different. Hair's cut, he has glasses. He actually... Um, he, he works as literally, he works as a vet, which is very, very strange. And he ends up talking to literally to one of the dogs. Like, it's, it's like a Dr. Doolittle scenario, you know? Um, sorry about that, guys. That's my washing machine literally just going on once in a while. But it's very, very strange because it's like you have Dr. Strange who essentially um, broke his arms, had a very big ego, went to the ancient one, you know, 
went past his ego, was initiated into the mystical black arts. And the reason I said black arts because Doctor Strange at the time was um, the master of the black mystical arts, and then the master, um, the, mis the master of the mystical arts. So, and then he, you know, he he gets healed up. So he gives up, he gives up the doctor, he gives up the life of being a doctor and becomes and pursues the magic, the occult arts, and you know, basically um, keep keeps the balance with you know with things that go bumping in that fight and then consistently fights Baron um, Mordor to then literally in this new new comic of um, this new comic book of Doctor Strange that was that was written by Jason Aaron goes through a phase where he actually loses magic gets destroyed and he ends up with just minor tools to pretty much keep himself alive. So now it's very interesting, he's gone through this whole process and like he's back now to literally to being a doctor. So it's like, does he go back to being um, the source of Supreme or does he stay as being um, literally a doctor? So it's like, even though he's lost, he's back doing what he, what he basically likes to do, which is actually, before he got into this whole mystical art business, which, which is essentially being a doctor to help people, um, so Wanda tries to come back and basically um, help him. I mean, talk some sense into him, but he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm, he goes, I'm not, he goes, I lost. You know, she's like, oh, are you feeling sorry for yourself and stuff? And she gets so angry, she slams the door and walks out. You know what I'm saying? Doctor, Doctor, I love Doctor Strange. He's one of my favourite, favourite characters, like, because he, he's not a superhero. He's just, he's just a hardcore occultist that deals with magic. Hence why a lot of people that watched the movie were like, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. This isn't a superhero movie. No, it's not. Doctor Strange, man, he's an occultist. He is a he deals in the, in magic. He deals in the shit that goes bump in the night. When you have nightmares and you think things are calling near you and you hear the door opening slowly or you see crazy shit, that's Doctor Doctor Stephen Strange, master of the black mystical arts. I advise you know advise you like I'm a doctor. Listen, guys, you have to pick up this book. Let me know what you guys thought of this book. Um, literally the next book I copped. Um, literally. Punisher issue 218, um, essentially this, I, I managed to actually cop the Marvel, um, sorry, the Marvel, it's, Marvel, it's by Marvel, um, I managed to cop the um, the Netflix variant, which is pretty, pretty cool, it's got um, John Berthanel at the front cover with the Punisher um, uh, vest, really cool, really amazing, um, side note, I watched one and a half episodes of Punisher yesterday, it came out the same day as Justice League, I totally loved it, um, it's just totally subtle, insane, very, very twisted, and really see the, you really see what Frank Castle is getting up to and what he's about, but I loved it. If you guys have not watched it, please do so. Please, please do so. Um, so essentially, um, this this Punisher book is good because essentially you see Frank Castle kill off a few people as usual. Then, you know, he gets in contact with Nick Fury. Fury basically wants his help. To take care of a job because if we all know in after the, the the aftermath of Secret Empire that Shield has gone downhill due to Captain America being a Hydra agent, so Nick Fury is kind of stripped all his um, assets, all his agents, all his tech has been taken away and divided throughout throughout literally I believe throughout uh, New York throughout the world. So um, Fury is like saying Fury Fury is saying to to Frank is like look Frank. There's these guys that are doing some really dodgy shit. They've got kids involved and, you know, they have tech of mine that basically I don't want them to have and so forth. And Frank's like, really? So, okay, cool. So he takes the job and, and Fury's like, man, this guy has a, the guy you're going after, he has a lot of tech, a lot of muscle, but there's one 
there's one basically um there's one tech that you can use against him so frank goes on basically on the mission to basically receive this tech and he finds it and essentially what it is is it's the war machine suit war machine suit so essentially frank castle becomes the frank castle the punisher becomes the new war machine and that's pretty much that's really the scenario of the book it's actually an introduction to him actually accumulating this war machine suit now first of all when this happened i was like hold on a second frank castle with the war machine suit and i was like you know what it makes sense he's a beast he likes guns you know it makes perfect sense for him to actually acquire the suit now the thing is it's like it's very interesting because it's like does he need the suit no but he wants it so i wonder how he's going to be how he's going to change what he's going to do what kind of people he's going to go after frank castle the punisher in a war machine suit that's like totally that's like god mode for him so um it's going to be very very interesting to see where this book takes off but essentially that's the name of the book uh it's just basically him acquiring the suit but what i loved about this book it was very very easy to read very short um the uh, the way the the way the um the writing was written very very sweet it's written by matthew rosenberg and the artist is gulu vanova i really enjoyed the artwork really dark um really dark but really has some colorful bits in it i love the interaction between him and nick fury um but overall it's a very very it's a fantastic book um it's cool it's very very cool man i mean to see the punisher literally like doing this getting the suit is amazing um so really really um i just really um i really 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 i'm going to say it again i really enjoyed the book and i can't wait to pick up the next issue uh once it comes out but that's pretty much it really i mean what well, i guess it was these two it was these three books that really stood out for me um you know the death of you have a pretty much a a death of a death of a god doctor strange being not the source of supreme and the punisher literally taking um the war machine suit like it's totally like it's totally amazing literally um um amazing uh, my last book essentially which i want to speak about rough uh, really quickly is a book that i've been collecting for a very long time one of my favorite image books um invincible if you guys are a fan of flipping superman and you like all of that if you read invisible invisible invincible from issue 1 to 144 where it is right now it's amazing i'm just really pissed that the book is coming to an end um it's on issue 142 there's only two more issues and the whole sh- book is done um if you guys have been tracking if you guys have been reading this book you know I'm, I'm I'm about to speak about if you don't then essentially um you want to you don't know you want to know what the hell I'm talking about but essentially we have uh Mark Grayson who's actually fighting um a robot um so essentially robot comes after him and Mark's like what are you doing man he goes well you got you have the <clears throat> you have the Voltron empire and their kids are on my planet what's to stop you from actually essentially bringing your army against me to take to basically to to con- to basically to to um to take me off my throne because Rex robot is actually being he's taking over the whole world and he's a, he's a, he's a goddamn evil so what Rex does is the Voltramite's children he sends a message to the uh, the Voltramite empire which are Mark's ship and he says look if you guys don't come and join me i'm going to pretty much stop um i'm going to basically kill off your kids so the vulture the vulture my empire who are who are who are loyal to mark end up fighting him and his and his and and him to basically say you know what yeah we want our kids that we can't we can't sorry we can't do this anymore so um essentially mark makes um 
makes a plan says look you guys make out like you're fighting against me and i'll, and I'll res rescue your kids so essentially he does that um he has he has that final uh one to one with rex because he likes rex he knows he's he knows he's done a, a lot of good but he knows he's evil so what he does is basically he, he kills rex gets his brain sticks it into like a little uh, a, sticks into like a little um a container so rex can still do good but he can't basically do anything that's bad because he has no body because what rex can do is when he had the robot suit he could make millions and millions of clones of himself just by thinking because he had a body but now he doesn't he can't do that so they're utilizing his mind for good because he has no body there's no more bad so at the end of the book we come to a very very startling um scene so you know you have uh anissa who was a vulture who actually forced herself onto mark and she gave birth to his son that he has nothing he 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 knows nothing about nothing about and the thing of mark is he actually has his wife eve and uh shit, i forgot his his his, his little girl's do um his daughter's name i forgot her name um so he just finds out at the end that he has a son he's just like heartbroken and shot and he just ends there so that's pretty much really what kicked off in this issue but what i love about invincible it's one of the shortest books we'd ever read. It's so quickly to digest, so quickly to so quickly to take in. The the fight scenes when they go in, they're gory, they're bloody. There's it's it's insane. It's just really really what a, a superhero book should be about. And I know they're actually putting this they're putting this into a movie or a TV show. So I cannot wait for this to kick off. Shout out to Recommender and the Russo brothers for actually they're putting together a deadly class TV show which is based on the School of Assassins. What? Shut up. Yo, that book there is amazing. I, I dropped off on it, but I already read up to issue 15. Loved it. Um, but going back to Invincible, um, I just love it. I'm really pissed off that it's going to end. But I'm hoping that um, Robert, Robert Kirkman, who writes this, who also writes The Walking Dead, will somehow keep the universe alive and will give Mark and his family a happy ending because really Mark has already, has already lost his dad. And his son is called Marky. Which is, he looked exactly like him, exactly like Mark when he was a kid. Um, so that's pretty much it. One of the best image books I've ever, I've ever read in my whole entire life, next to Saga. Side note, my favorite Saga books, so my favorite image books: Invincible, Saga, Black Magic, um, The Black Monday Murders by Jonathan Hickman. I actually to catch up, but that book is unsettlingly very, very flipping cool. So that's pretty much it for the. Um, for the uh for the for the re for the reviews man yeah it felt very good to do that um well so literally 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 right um yeah i mean i'm going going past that i was really happy to pretty much just look on my youtube page and just see like i'm getting more community growth more comments more likes and it's funny because um it's it's like my goal is essentially to win on all, to win on, on all the platforms facebook instagram snapchat and so forth and you know i'm loving the fact that when i go on youtube i'm seeing more likes more follows and it's not because it's not because um essentially of me just putting out bit of content but it's just people are vibrating they actually like what i'm doing so like i said previously i'm not consumed or concerned with how much likes and views i get uh, but i'm concerned with the process and the journey you know the end result for me means nothing it's about literally just acquiring building 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 and then when it's time to monetize monetize so what monetize means essentially is to start making money you know some people get sucked into making money early i'm i'm going for the big game for the big goals you know 
for the big bucks I'll manifest down the line um, literally because of the hard work passion and sweat I put into my work so um, I looked on you I looked um, on my YouTube I'm on 60 subscribers which is pretty cool um, I'm, I'm just loving that I'm loving the process of, of, of hitting 1,500 YouTube subscribers so essentially I can be sent out to the YouTube um, creative store and they can show me how to market and content market my content and so forth so I'm really excited I'm really happy when that day comes because that's going to open up a lot of a lot of opportunities for me but from now to then I'm loving the, I'm loving the fact that I'm doing more videos um, more snaps on Instagram stories Snapchat stories doing the audio podcast because essentially you know with audio podcast is very very easy to consume it consumes less time you press one button download uh, to you from your Apple uh, from, the, from the iTunes store to your Apple devices or you can on Android you can you can view you can view my podcast on Snapchat but it's very easy to consume you guys can be naked in the bathroom naked in your bed <laughs> you can be uh, in the car you can be on the train in the subway and you can consume my content without you actually having to watch me on video format because sometimes you don't want to sometimes you don't have time but audio is very very easy to suck in you know so next thing I'm going to do is I know I keep saying that and I keep stopping because I DJ as well I need to pretty much be really on top of my music so tomorrow I'm going to wake up early I'm going to basically have to go through 3,000 3, emails of fresh music get that all sorted out and I can start continuing doing my my um, my music my DJing because I really think that pushing that on my SoundCloud and pushing that on my Instagram will give me more of a scope so what I do is essentially all my gifts all my assets all my strengths all my attributes I'll channel them and hustle that into one channel so I can pretty much do more so I do for example I do I do podcasting I do vlogs around um, the entertainment scene around me like vlogging the streets to pretty much me doing interviews to DJing to you know literally just doing as much as I possibly can to work on all the all the all the all my strengths so I can just channel them like I said forward and have more of a scope because more of a scope because essentially it's not my my brand two British nerds two British nerds isn't just essentially just for people that enter comments because literally um what I tend to do is um on the side I do freelance social media so I actually help brands businesses and so forth to either to in, to incorporate um growth literally um within their business by utilizing social media as an attention tool because essentially that's what I trade on. I trade on people's attention, hence why I do what I do, because I know where the attention is, I get it, and pow, you know, I get community growth, I get a lot of things happening to me, because one, I know how to hack culture, I'm within the culture, I respect culture, and, and because of that, it's made my life 100% easy, but not saying that work is easy, but it's made it easy, that basically, I, um, I understand that, and because I understand that, like I said, it's just made things a lot, lot easier for me. So I do that as well, and also <clears throat> also my brand. Essentially, if you're into comics, if you're into fashion, if your hobby's collecting stamps, whatever it might be, ladies, ladies, if you like care, and it's something you want to talk about, and I like what you do, and we can kick it together, then I'll bring you onto my podcast, bring you onto my vlog, and essentially you get value and I get value. So essentially, I I'm here to to work with people and give. You know, I don't ask for anything back. I just ask that the people that I deal with essentially are not full of shit and essentially yeah, I'll say it straight out and essentially I don't I don't I don't 
I'm not like other people. I don't deal, I don't judge you upon your personality. I don't judge you literally upon your creed, your race, your religion, what you do, your passions, your ups and downs, your weaknesses, your strengths. I do have the energy of the person. So if you're a humble person and you're cool and we can work together, fine. If not, then no, because I'm not motivated by money. I don't need to be around people that literally have a mentality of not doing anything, of not going nowhere, you know, like in that aspect, you know, I like to be around people that essentially, that are doing things that are cool and that are willing to work for what they believe in and move things forward from them, you know. And don't get me wrong, we all as a people essentially go through ups and downs where we don't know what we're doing, where we're going, we have ups and downs. And we may, we may lay dormant for a while, but it's time to eventually to wake up and do something to move forward. If you don't, you'll be stuck in limbo and, you know, it's not healthy mentally or physically. So that's essentially what I do. That's what I love to do. And, you know, I push content around it every single day. One thing I like about myself is when I left the work industry, you know, I didn't know I could do what I could do because I was stuck in work mode. Um, I was stuck in retail mode. So when I came out, um, I started experiencing and working and doing different shit. Okay, let's, let me do a podcast. No, let's do audio. Let's do mims. Let's do this. I tasted everything. And now I've tasted a lot of things. I know what works for me. So I stick to certain things, but I'm always willing to try new things out. Because as Gary Vaynerchuk said, he said, what got you here today isn't going to get you where you want to be tomorrow. So you always have to be consistent. You know, the creative is the variable. You know, you have to be on that point on the board. So literally you can just keep that up. Keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. You know, people say to me, how do you keep some motiv- how do you keep motivated? Well, it's quite simple. Why why do I, you know, why do I, you know, how do I get motivated? Simple man. I'm just happy that I'm happy that I'm alive. I'm humble. I came from nowhere. You know, I, I was born in Algeria where I had nothing. So when I came here, man, when I came here to London, I was like, whoa. Whoa, like, you know, I'm grateful for every, I'm, I'm grateful for the food, for the air, for the people, for the clothes. The fact that, you know, that I have a phone, I'm grateful for, for a lot of things. So that's my motivation. When you're an immigrant and you have nothing and you come to a place where you can get everything and you can work for it, you're very thankful. I'm, I'm, I'm just very thankful that I'm alive. I'm alive. And going, on a side note, right, and I heard, I was watching the Gary, a Gary, a Gary V keynote and he said, People that have a lot of money, because I know people that have 50 million and they say to me, my life ain't great because they feel like because they've been spoon-fed, they've been spoon-fed all their life, they basically haven't accomplished anything because everything was handed down to them and they get depressed and, you know, it's, it's not, it's not basically something that they like, you know, they want to give everything up. But someone, but then you have, he goes, he goes, you have to be empathic, you have to understand because guess what, he, goes, he said, people that basically have nothing will say, fuck you. You know, I'll take that. So you have to understand both. And that made me think because I was like, right, that actually makes sense. Because just because you have everything and you've got money and stuff doesn't mean you're always content within yourself. Yeah, you've got the money, you've been spoon fed, you've got mommy and daddy that are rich. But have you, do you feel like you've accomplished anything in your life because of yourself? Or is it because someone's helped you or someone's not even helped you, someone's, someone's given it to you? So... You know, I'm empathic to both parties, but that's what makes me grateful is the fact I'm alive, I'm doing this, and I'm happy. I'm actually happy that for once I actually know 
what I'm doing. I remember I used to have conversations with my mum and she was like, do you want to do so? I don't know. She looked, like, you have to figure it out. So after five years, I figured it out. And now I figured it out. I'm not going back. I'm not regressing. No, 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 no. I'm pushing forward as much as I possibly can so I can really do shit, really can help, um, really, really can help people and just really, really have fun in the process because I never, I never basically want to, I never, never, never want to, I don't know, I never want to make what I do work. I know we will have to work, but for me to like make it work, it means that I've sucked the life and passion out at the thing that I love the most and I can't handle that I wouldn't want to do that so um, yeah that's pretty much it so one thing I love one thing I said this is why I love doing audio podcasts because I can say so much within what it's been now 36 minutes I can say so much and you know I like my podcast because essentially like I said like you if you're hearing this podcast right now you know I I don't only speak about comic books and shit it's more of a thing. The comic book scene is, a, is an aspect of what I love to do, but there's so many things I love to do. For example, one of the things I love to do the most is I love to communicate. I love to talk. I love to be in front of a camera. I love to just help people. I love to basically just express myself. And I feel sometimes as a person, as a man, as a woman, you know, as a child, if you're not allowed to express yourself, you know, it ends up building up into mental health and you know, physical health. So please, if you guys have any issues with friends, family, relatives... Please have that conversation and pretty much literally um, speak to them and get it out of your system. Guys, if you want to start that brand in that business and your parents are forcing you to go to college, it's quite simple. Go to college, do your thing on the side. You know, if you feel like it's the only way to move forward is to, is to, is to pretty much quit school and do your job, you better be 100,000% sure that is, it's the thing you want to do because your your ambition, your passion can change within seconds. You know, so have that conversation with your mum and your dad. You know, because sometimes they're the people that that are holding you back from not doing what you love to do. It's always your the closest friends, closest family members that pretty much will hold you back. So the reason I say this is because you don't want to be in your forties, fifties, sixties. You be hating your parents for basically for not letting you do what you love to do, but secretly. You're not hating them, you're hating yourself for not taking the guts, the testicles, the vaginas, the breasts. Yeah, I'm using those words there because I can and I want to. For not basically doing what you love to do. You know, yes, your parents, your family, cool, but it's your life. You have to live it as you have to live it too. So guys, stay in school, do what you love to do on the side, and you never know where the opportunity can take you. When it's time for you to to really make to move things forward, you can. Another thing. If you're at work and people are telling you to quit your job, to do what you love to do, nah, that's, that's total bullshit. Work your nine to five, whatever job you do. When you're not working, start building up your brand and business, punt leisure, you know, start doing what you love to do. And then what will happen is you actually, you actually have something to look forward to when you leave work. Or what you do is if you hate your job and you've got a brand and business you want to build up, very, very simple. Get into a job, I know it's hard, get into a job, that, that reflects, for example, what you love to do. So let's say, for example, I love social media. So I, for example, want to get into a social media role. So when you're, when you're doing that role now, you can just bullshit it by just working, and maybe not working at all, chilling, skiving, or just working casually. And then when you're out of work, you're still doing what you love to do in the work and outside of work. There's so many options, man. If you're on a shit, if you're on a job that you hate, 
Very simple. Take a pay cut, go to a lower job, less hours, you know, less money, and you have time on the side. There's no excuses. The, at this particular age, there's no excuses. Unless you're dead, you have some, um, I don't know, you have some effed up disease or whatever it is and you can't physically, mentally move. Yeah. But if I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that people are listening to this. Essentially, most of you, maybe all of you, are all cool and mentally, physically healthy. No, no disrespect to the, no disrespect to anybody that's actually, you know, going through certain illnesses and so forth. But even I've seen people with them, like I've seen people with no arms, half, you know, actually doing keynotes and speaking. So what's what's stopping you? It's it's your bullshit excuses. So stop bullshitting yourself. Put the time working. You can't control, like Gary says, he says, you can't control the way you look. You know, you can't control your, your physical appearance. You can't control, for example, your attributes or your skill set that you can actually do, but you can control your work. That is something you can control 100%. So very simple, get to work and start working. So guys, that being said, I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast because I totally have. Um, click, like, subscribe, literally on the podcast, literally on um, the YouTube and follow me every single day on Instagram and Snapchat and see what I get up to. If there's any way I can bring you guys value of literally, um, if there's anything I could do for you, just feel free to DM me, uh, you know, or email me and we can literally, uh, we can literally talk and, oh, I'm tired and talk man so that being said hope you guys are cool course question of the day have you guys seen justice league if you haven't why not if you have let me know what you guys thought of the movie and of course i hope wishing you guys a very very cool day in your dreams and your passions work hard and shit will happen stay humble be empathic after you have empathy towards people and you'll see things change completely um within you so that being said i'll catch you guys um tomorrow with another um vlog and maybe podcast too peace